You are listening to the Path to Partner podcast on the Kyle Dempster Studios Network. Support this and other shows at patreon.com forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. You can gain access to an exclusive new podcast, Patreon only. If you want to hear the inner workings of my weird mind, that's the place to go. We also have Twitch coaching lessons one-on-one time so we can check out what's going on with your channel as well as some cool other things, including uh, taking control of the stream for a day and being the director, as you will. We also have professional gamer status, which grants you whitelisted access to all of our gaming servers. So check it out. That's patreon.com forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I stream on Twitch.tv under the name Kyle Dempster Studios. I am joined here by my friend and co-host, Gnarly Nate. Gnarly Nate, how are you today, sir? I'm fantastic. Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Gnarly Nate. I am a full-time ESO slash variety broadcaster as well on the amazing platform of Twitch. It's great to have you here, and uh, thank you so much for uh, bringing me in, Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah, so we met through the Elder Scrolls Online directory over there, and we'd been chatting for a while. We've done a lot of multi-streams together over the time, and and like you said, uh, you know, you... Well, wait, actually, let, let's let's take this a step back before we go forward. Uh, this podcast, before we do a little bit more to introduce ourselves, because this is all really relevant. I think you guys are going to enjoy just kind of hearing why this whole passion project came out. But taking a step back, this show is going to be a podcast aimed at helping people that are just getting to Twitch, that have been on Twitch for a while, whatever your situation is, maybe not even just exclusively on Twitch. You might find some of this useful if you are over on something like Mixer or YouTube Live, maybe even that fancy new platform, DLive, I don't know. Moral of the story, we are, we're here to talk to you guys about some very useful kind of base level skills attributes, things that you're going to ha- find useful in your path. So today's episode, we're going to focus on talking about a little bit about ourselves, how we met, well, what, what we do on the platform right now. Um, and then we're going to get into why you might want to start streaming. What are some traits that you got to kind of hone in yourself to do it? Because streaming is one of those things everyone thinks they can do. And it is fairly easy to press that start button, but making community and all that other stuff and really having noticeable growth there that takes a lot of knowledge expertise and like i said just a bunch of random attributes as well as nate can attest to a lot of uh troubleshooting skills as you are currently fighting (laughs) the isps of america the internet isp boss always wins so um so a little bit of background on me here. Uh, I started streaming on Twitch back in 2017 in June. I just built a new computer. I actually goofed around a bit. I'm curious to hear if you've done this too. But I I started off with multi-streaming because um, I didn't know where to start. Twitch wasn't really my first option. I went over to, I was doing YouTube Live, well, YouTube Gaming at the time, Uh Twitch, and then I think there was, oh, and I also did Mixer for a minute. I I actually streamed all three of those for probably mm, a couple weeks or something before I noticed... Actually, my my growth was over on YouTube, but then Twitch had just better features. They were rolling out all their affiliate stuff for the first time. So my audience that I collected from three little places, uh, you know, three small audiences, kind of got them all to merge together over on Twitch. And, and that's where I started from there. I I guess you could say variety. I started with Stardew Valley, who worked my way through like Minecraft and some other games along the way that my communities found interesting. Uh, 2018, early in the year, I uh, picked up World of Warcraft, and then that was what led me to Elder Scrolls Online, 
And uh, that's what got me to be a full-time streamer and a Twitch partner. That's been a, it's a hell of a community, a great place to meet others. And, and so that's where I found you, Nate, or you found me or together, whatever. And tell Other me about communities connected us together. That's right. The communities did that. I remember someone being like, you should host this guy. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, he's great. Um, so what, what is your backstory before we ever met Nate? Um, so originally I can kind of go into a short detail about it, but, um, I used to like, I was living in San Diego and I was moving to back to Phoenix before I decided to go, you know, finish school and stuff. And, um, I was on my friend's Xbox and this is back when Twitch had a, um, Xbox app that you could just go on and check and see what's there. And, um, I saw that Legend of Zelda was streaming and I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, what's Twitch? And I clicked it and I watched and they're raising all this money for charity. And I thought it was amazing because it was hundreds of thousands of dollars and they did 24 seven for a week of playing Legend of Zelda games. So that was probably about back in 2015, 16. Um, I ended up going back to school. And while I was in school, I was, you know, I was why I really got into Twitch and start watching dance gaming and stuff along those. And this is way before the affiliate program was the thing. You had to be partner before you get any money whatsoever mm. on Twitch. So I started doing it just because I really like loved, I loved watching variety broadcasters back in those days. And um, I started, I was like, well, let me see what I can scrap together. Started doing my research via like Google, YouTube. And this is still relatively new. Like this is before like a lot of masses got into it. I ended up buying a cheap rig. I hopped in and started playing like Alien Isolation right out of the bat. Did really, really well. And, um, I, you know, went, I was like, I was trying to figure out if it was sustainable or not. I was about to finish school and I ended up going to school and then here about a year to two years later, I was like, man, I was sitting in, sur I used to work in surgery and I was sitting in surgery and I was like, dude, I kind of want to chase my dreams. Like I've always loved streaming. Like that is something I eat, sleep and breathe. Like I watched it still every single day. So I ended up taking a shot and I did variety broadcasting for about a year. And then about five, six months ago, I went into the ESO directory now we are uh, putting in our application for partnership. So, heck yeah, very exciting. That's awesome, and I uh, I like that you called out the Zelda reference there. I I that was one of the first things I think I watched over on on Twitch as well. I didn't really have huge interest in the platform. It was probably around the time that you mentioned too that like twenty fifteen ish window. But I was watching people do Majora's Mask playthroughs, and I'm like, what am I even doing? Why am I watching this? I'm like, well, I don't I don't have an emulator to play it, so this is this is entertaining. It's um, so addicting. It's so addicting. It's like funny because so many people say they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, why don't you just play it? Like, mm -hmm. especially back in these days, because this concept wasn't even this was unheard of. Um, the only other place that they did, it was like YouTube. And I think Mixer was just coming out. But a lot of people were like mainly YouTube Let's Play type people. And a lot of people are like, why would you sit there and watch someone when you could play it yourself? And it's just one of those things that's addicting. So it's interesting. That's a good point. The let's play trend was really big back then. And, and I was even interested. I think that's because Twitch wasn't my first thing. Right. So, so just like we're sitting here podcasting, I got that rig together that I mentioned uh, just for a better podcasting rig. So I had something that was quiet and sleek and fast and, you know, could effectively do all these different things I wanted to do, juggling different people in discord calls and all that without, you know, breaking a sweat while also being quiet enough that, you know, you can be in the room and have a nice mic and, and so that's where I came from. Um, and then again, I, I tried, like you just mentioned, some of those Let's Plays on YouTube. So it's, a, it's kind of a crazy way to get on the platform. 
And I see, think, yeah, like, okay. Uh, the thing with your, um, you like, you did like the YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, I watched a lot of YouTube back in the day as well. And I tried to get like, I really liked it, but what I think captivated me the most about live streaming in general is just being able to talk to an audience. Like I thought that was like one of the most captivating things. That is like probably I'd say the most addictive thing about the platform, and and I think that's kind of why it, it ties into some of our, our talking points for today's episode and what we want to start off with. So when kind of thinking how how to kick this show off, and if you look back into the show's history, um, I actually initially created the show in, in 2018 with a friend. We piloted an idea and and kind of liked it, but we just didn't have the time. I wasn't a partner yet. Um, it was, you know, this long growth path. And so when Nate and I were chatting, you know, Nate Nate's very up on all things Twitch stats. Like he and I get into these calls anyway, and we could just go for hours talking about this. And, and we started to outline, you know, what, what do we actually cover on a show like this? And, and where do you start? Because starting a podcast can be a weird, it, it's, where do you pick like one idea out of thousands to actually kick people off? So again, this one, we want to kind of talk, why start streaming? And I think community is one of the biggest reasons that ha- has has captivated me and retained me in the whole whole streaming thing. And, and you kind of just said that too, right, Nate? That's a that's really big for you. The whole community and response from chatters, right? Yeah, community is my number one. And yeah, I, I, like I said, every we have these conversations all the time where I'm like very much about stats, very much about growth, but I'm also never try to lose sight of you know what it really is like it's people coming in it's pretty much like there's people on your couch watching you play a video game and you're like all best friends and it's like <laughs> yeah. i don't know i love it so it's uh it's one of those amazing things it's a very good point and i should also point out that um throughout these episodes i i i should put this in my mind to remember to do it but these suggestions we're going to give are as best as we can one size fits all But it's very important to know that with Twitch, lightning sometimes strikes specific people and they're instantly famous overnight. Some people have to work at it for years. Some people, you know, figure out right away what's what they can improve and they go for that. So there's just when it comes to variables, Twitch has an infinite supply, I'd say. And that's why new people raised to to stardom shall i say on the platform overnight you know every once in a while because hey so and so came up with a really niche idea and the community loves that and that's really cool so when we give this advice just know we're not totally shooting down any sort of idea and we're not forcing anyone to go a certain way it's just kind of the ideas that we have seen we've seen a pattern of what makes some someone on the platform successful and defining your success is very different too. You know, you just said you, your main drive is community, and I would say the same for me. Um, I I really value playing an MMO like we do right now, because in the MMO we can have the community both in the game and on stream, and that's something that I hold really, really valuable. I'm not a big single player person myself, so I like to be able to get into a game that my community can join me, and so some games like that are easier than others. Um, do you want to talk? Do you want to start off on our list here? Maybe we should start talking about drive as we work our way towards discussing community in a bigger way, because this is something a lot of people need. And it can be one of the things that can be most fleeting, I think. Yeah, I mean, with drive, because um, it's, it's like what Kyle said, it depends on what what you want or what you perceive as like what's your success. Like, what are you what do you see 
success on Twitch because everyone has different different outlooks and what they want to be. If they want to be in a like a broadcaster has 100 people that watch them every single day and that's what you're happy with and that's what you want for success. Um, there's there's just so many different things a lot of people want. Um, my, one huge thing with me that's my drive is just the fact that I love to do this. Like there's no nothing else I'd rather do. Like I don't want to be working a normal nine to five job and wondering what if and not going after my dreams. Um, drive is just one of those things where you got to figure out your real why, because there's usually three processes in like broadcasting or anything in life. You know, you got to figure out what your why is. Why are you doing it? And that's like a huge thing. That's one of the things. There's also like the passion. There's everything behind it. And my drive was definitely had to go with community. Absolutely. First. And then after that, you know, everything kind of falls in line after that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You you really I I saw someone come into chat not long ago and said, Hey, my friends think I should be a streamer. And he kinda asked some very generic questions and I um kind of like if I thought he would be a good streamer, and keep in mind, I'd never talked to this guy before. So, you know, you're taught, you're, I try to diagnose if he'd be a good streamer off of what, like five or 10 text messages and chat there. But what I got out of it was he kept saying, well, my friends think I would, my friends, my friends, my friends. And I was like, well, what about you? You've never mentioned that you want to be a streamer. You keep saying people think you'd be good at this, but I Again, I'm not hearing you say that you want to wake up and start streaming because that is a lot of it. I this is this is my opinion. Again, I I think uh, to get to, to grow on Twitch to to actually grow a community. And again, everyone different is different, but I think you need to be looking at a stream schedule of at minimum three nights a week, but probably five nights a week. And with that, I think somewhere around what would you say like four hours minimum per stream yeah i'd say about f- because it still it takes when you go live and especially if you still have like a schedule it takes about an hour to two hours to get like yeah. the mass group in and then you have like the times like you know so i would at least say a minimum of at least four hours yeah i think that's kind of i think exactly what you said it, it could be better to stack your days and and we also acknowledge that a lot of people just like you said you did start streaming while you were holding it nine to five. Is that right? You still doing that? Uh, I was in school oh, the school. first time I did it. And then the second time I did, it, I was still working in surgery and I was working go. like 10 hours, four days a week. Oh. And I was still streaming about 40 oh. hours a week as well, too. Yeah. So we both uh, we both did our, our growth uh, before full time while while holding a job. So that is pretty standard. I know that's something the community will sometimes go. But I am busy and it's like yeah this is where that drive comes into play life is busy and and i actually uh quit a job and moved to a different state to make that sacrifice so that i had that time back because again drive you've got to have that internal motivation to get up and get on stream and also be willing to do it for multiple hours a day i've also heard stamina some people saying well i don't have the stamina to do long streams that's okay. It depends on what your success is, though. What 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 is your why? Like Nate just said, because to get to a certain level, like if you want to do this as a full time job, for example, you are looking at five days a week, eight hours a day is pretty much your minimum there, right? So that's a standard U.S. work day, like what most people do. 
Um, and, and so stamina can be something you got to work on, but it also, I think a lot of it comes from drive because like Nate was saying earlier, when the, when the people are chatting back with you, it can be really easy to kind of run off of their energy too. Like that's what keeps me going into the wee hours of the night. I don't know about you, Nate, but that's my, thing. yeah, that's the, well, with the stamina too, I think it's one of those things where a lot of people think that you can just start broadcasting and you're ready to get like raids of a hundred people. And then there's a hundred people in your channel. Um, it's almost one of those things where when I first started, when I decided to take this full time, like kind of like how Kyle was, I was living in Arizona and I was like, I really want to do this. So I ended up packing my bags and moving back to Ohio. So that way I could do this full time with as little overhead as possible. And the first couple times I've got raids of like, you know, 300, 400 plus in like you're a broadcaster used to seven to 10 people being in there and over the broadcast of six hour, maybe like, you know, 100 people. And then you get that. It's one of those things where stamina is kind of you learn it over time and you learn how to really deal with it and manage it. It's something that's not kind of like you get right away. Right. It's something you really work at. It's it's very hard to explain, but you, you'll you'll start like picking it up. You're like, oh, yeah. And then you start getting more people in there and you get really excited. And then it's almost like a, like the marathon thing where people run and add their, you know, their legs hurt and they want to give up and they just keep running. And all of a sudden it's like all the pain disappears. It's kind of the same with like streaming. It's like I stream stream. I'm kind of tired. And then out of nowhere, it just I flip the switch and I'm like super excited. The the chat's flying. I'm have answering people, new followers. You really get to know everyone. And I love that aspect of it. So the stamina comes just by experience. I think you're right. And there is that very, uh, you touched on this a second ago. There is the expectation, and I, I'm, I'm going to be a bit real with everyone here listening, that when you start on Twitch, you usually do not have what Nate just mentioned there towards the end of it. You usually get the uh, you get the five people, uh, and it also depends on your directory, too. We're going to talk later, um, I think in a different episode about some suggestions of how you find the right game for you. I don't think we have that lined up for this one here, but... Um, We'll talk some some ways to find games that work for you because oversaturated directories, you know, if you start streaming Fortnite today, the chances of you, um, if you're not bringing over other sort of communities to it, you're probably not going to have any viewership. It's probably going to be zero. And I know that sounds sucky because it is, but there are... I think actually thousands, like maybe literally thousands of few, uh, Fortnite streamers, like that directory is deep. So for someone to find your stream, they would have had to have navigated a thousand or so, uh, you know, little thumbnail images and pick the one that's yours. And that can, you know, you can augment that by choosing other games. But there is this idea you need to be comfortable and uh, expecting the idea of not having a ton of people the first day you start streaming. It is a slow burn to grow a community, um, at least for most people. Some people, you know, get very lucky and success finds them. But a lot of times, I don't know, Nate, do you know how long you sat with like having, I don't know, under 10 viewers for yourself? Hmm. Um, I would say, let me think, I'm thinking we're coming up on like 20, 21 months being streaming consistently. And I would say probably 10 of those months were, uh, I would say the first six were about three average viewers. And then after that, the, the last four, were probably 14 until it like, um, up until like the last month before I started decided to was I, that's when like a lot of people started coming in and staying. And that's when I, I felt that shift where I was like, I can do this full time. Like I believe in myself in this. 
That sounds so similar. I think I want to say I'm almost right there with you, man. Like I was, it was in the, I, sp- I spent a lot of time in the under 15 or, or about 15 viewership. I think in my first six months, I was looking at cracking like 25 viewers and then I shifted games and it went down to 15 and, you know, so, uh, and then I think it was like you said, something about four months after that. So probably about my 10 month mark is when I started to have some real noticeable, like, oh, okay, now we're cracking above 30 and stuff like that. And we say this because we just want you guys to know it's normal. Um, I see a lot of people that come to Twitch. Uh, they watch a bunch of streamers. They get very engaged in the streamer chat. I'm like, I can do this too. It's easy. I've got a good computer. And so they boot it up and they press, you know, live. Let's go stream. And then they don't have anyone come in and they go, I hate streaming. And, that's uh, a huge thing yeah, it's it's massive if you want if you want to find like cheap pc parts for streaming i bet you craigslist has a bunch because so many people do that where they think they're gonna hop in and it's just gonna be hundreds of people and then they realize the reality is that you'll sit there forever and no one will be there yeah i think we should probably do an episode coming up here too about like what is a decent gaming or what's a streaming rig look like these days because there's there's so many different ways to go about it and there's the whole debate like do i need a camera do i need a good microphone someone was even asking me this last night my chat had differing opinions on it but i'm sure we could get a lot of content out of that idea but this does lead us to the next point on our list and i didn't intend for that to happen that way so sometimes show notes are magical passion for technology holy hell this is a big you i think really need to have this if you're a technophobe if you hate technology this is not the career path for you man oh definitely <laughs> not you, you google google and youtube are going to be your best friends you will find almost anything. I still find videos from like 2016 that fix an era that's happening here in 2019. I'm like, oh man. It's so true. And I mean, the weirdest things will get in your way, like Microsoft updates. I don't know if you remember this one, but like mid 2018, Microsoft just locked my microphone and my my camera out as part of their security overhaul. And I sat here panicked for like two hours before a stream going, what do you mean my, my mixer is dead? Why can't it be detected? And here, you know, again, like you said, some random guy on the internet with a very bad microphone himself had this video saying, if you have a... You did this. You just go into your settings and switch it. And I was like, "Oh, thank you. You solved my whole problem." Like, thank you for not making me replace all my microphones and equipment because Microsoft had flipped a switch. Um, that's a large yeah, part that's, of this. That's what's awesome about nowadays. We do live in a, a such a modern time where I mean, even when I started back way, way, way when I first actually tried to start broadcasting, we there wasn't that much on it. Like. I remember I this this guy posted a video on YouTube and he had his his Twitter link to it and it was Maximilian dude, huge broadcaster on Twitch. Yeah. And I ended up hitting him up and like we just had a one-on-one conversation about stuff because there's just so much that nowadays like there's so much I didn't know, but nowadays you literally there's almost anything anywhere. So if you ever need it, um I'm telling you, best resource to go to, first thing out of the gate, YouTube and uh, Google. You'll find so much nowadays. That's a good point. And, and I'm surprised that such a, a large broadcaster had the time and, you know, the energy to get back to you with that. Because as I say, it's, it's, it's something I'll see. Um, you know, I, I'll sometimes get those questions and I wish I had more stamina myself to answer them. But I'll, I'll every once in a while get a very complex DM uh, like, hey, I need help with this thing. Da, 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 da. And it'll be like very detailed computer stuff. And I'm like, 
boy, do I wish I could help you, but I'm not a computer guru. I've got my rig going. It's working at least. I'll say it that much. But I'm like, Google's going to solve that for you because someone on a tech forum is going to have the answer to why that's making your, you know, your OBS fail to encode in a certain way or whatever. Um, but do reach out. You know, there's more knowledgeable others out there and, and we'll give you guys an email at the end if you have things. But it's always hard to answer those where I think you're right. Google and YouTube have such a, a, a specific answer to so many problems. That is a boon. And I can't say how many times I have used it to to get myself back on track. Um, also, I mean, like we'll talk about that later again in a different episode. But when it comes to a streaming rig, and this is where more passion for technology comes in, that you're going to need to be willing to figure out how OBS works and how to fix things on the fly, not just OBS related, but otherwise. Um, that's I once had someone that wanted to pay me to set his OBS up, and I, I turned him down because I said, if I did this for you, you would not be in a good spot as a streamer. I'm like, if I just blindly set your OBS up for you, I think it's going to fall apart someday, and you're going to have no idea how to fix it while you're in the middle of it. I'm like, I'm happy to answer questions, but... <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a, a journey of the self, you know, hero's journey, it man. Really, really is because I mean, there's someone came in the chat today and was asking about some type of tech issue about like his camera wasn't loading or mm. stuff like that. And I I told him I was like, it's one of those things where I could I could like go in there and do something for you, but. The thing is, you really got to learn these things yourself because I, do you know how many times my cameras go down or certain <laughs> issues go down? But it's I know how to fix it now because I've been doing this for, you know, I've been around the platform for four or five years now. So I kind of have gotten like acclimated on how to fix certain things. It's so, so true. Like, it, it, that's exactly it. You know, how many times has my camera frozen midstream and you got to restart it? You got to do all. But you need to know how to do that. Without completely losing the show, because the trick of it is, and this is where we start to pull all this stuff together for the community, or kind of final, like one of the reasons of why you might want to start streaming, um, drive passion for tech and community, is that when you tie it all together, you still have to be able to put a good show on regardless of the issues. So you can be faced with a lot of diversity in terms of your technology betraying you mid-show, which Nate and I are intimately familiar with, or your ISP crapping out on you. Whatever <laughs> the problem is, we've been there with that, and you it's it's been it's, those are the uncomfortable moments to kind of test your on on camera presence because I've ended a show before and felt really bad with how I ended it because I'm like ugh you know I probably sounded really not like a downer to my chat but I was just so frustrated with my computer not working and that stuff can hit you hard but you also have to it's a good experience to learn and roll with those punches too you know it's it's something to it kind of hones something in you I think I guess maybe you're. Uh, how you handle adversity or something like that. I'm not sure. What yeah. It's like the composure that goes along yeah. with it too, because that's the number one thing I always try to bring to any broadcast is I, you know, all these people have all this negative stuff happening in the world. And at the end of the day, they choose to, uh, you know, after work, whatever, or even at work, they choose to come into your channel, unwind and relax. And the last thing they really want to deal with is someone frustrated about their own issues, mm -hmm. either be ISP tech, whatever it is. So we try to bring like a positive vibe, compose myself. So when something does happen, I try to play it off and still be playful about stuff because I just don't want, you know, I don't want to bring my stress out on you guys and then return stress you out even more. That's a great point because because you're right. I, I like to 
use this as a compliment towards my chat every once in a while. It doesn't come up all the time, but we ask a lot of as streamers from our audience. Uh, I, I think more than almost any other sort of entertainment industry sort of thing where, you know, you might watch your favorite TV show every week if you're still hooked into cable or anything like that. And that's an hour a week. You may watch your favorite YouTube video uh, or YouTuber, I should say, and they might do what? two 15-minute videos a week. Maybe they do more than that. Like if it's a Lioness Tech Tips channel, they do, what, five 15 minutes of videos a week. But that's like nothing in terms of when you add that stuff together, that's not a lot of time. They put a shite ton of time into it behind the scenes. But in terms of what it requires the viewer to watch it, not much. Then us, on the other hand, we ask as streamers for our audiences to sit here for about eight hours a day five days a week we kind of ask for people to spend a day job's worth of energy in our streams that is a lot to get out of your viewers and that's something you also really need to work into how you schedule your streams how you promote yourself within your community in terms of you know if if they're going to spend that time with you you want that to be the best eight hours of their day then if they can spend it with you if that's if they're choosing to do that you really want them to come to you feeling for for that good feeling that's a i think that that's something i very much hold true and i know you do too nate with the way you project yourself on stream absolutely and i mean and there's other things like especially you guys being broadcasters are looking to take this serious that are coming in here and i would love to address this in another podcast sometime mm-hmm. but definitely is like the outlook because a lot of people think um especially as a new broadcaster you think that these the, like you know viewers or people that are you know the community that comes in i think that they're there the whole eight hours and they're not it's kind of a revolving door like someone comes spend four hours here or two or you know whatever they can do in their day mm-hmm. and stuff and that's like another topic i would love to get into in a further uh, podcast is kind of the mentality behind it because some people get real torn up when people leave but it's kind of like a, a thing that kind of goes on as well for there Oh, I remember that in the very earliest days of me streaming, man. I would get people be like, well, okay, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, do you really have to announce it on stream that you're leaving? I mean, I I didn't really say it out loud so much, but that was going through the back of my mind. I'm like, why do you have to say goodbye? And like, It felt so defeatist, but it's it, like you said, that's something that's those growing pains, right? You're like, then you realize, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this works at all. Like these people are just doing us a huge solid by coming out for whatever amount of time they can come out every day. And, you know, some people feel very bad that they can't. You know, they'll tell you in chat, I'm so sorry, I can't spend more time here. And it's like, no you're sacrificing a lot of your day your energy whatever just being here with us so it's super appreciated and as a streamer you have to show that you appreciate that i would love to do that as a bigger full-on episode talking about that stuff in detail oh absolutely i'm looking forward to it let's kind of move into this next little topic here i titled it it's easy to start your stream it's hard to continue streaming because we kind of talked about this a little (laughs) bit with drive and, and passion and all that stuff But again, a lot of people say, I've got a computer, I've got the game I want to play, I saw Kyle and Nate stream it, I'm going to stream it too. Start stream. Well, good. That's your first step. Some people actually get hung up before then. Some people uh, have a little bit of that that hesitation to press the start button even. To that, I say, meh, don't do it. Don't be hesitant. Just just hit the button. Go 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 full force into it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn. That's the nature of the beast. You're never going to have a fully polished stream. And you can share your two cents here in a second on this opinion. But I, I don't think you're ever going to have a polished stream before you ever start streaming. I think that's an impossibility there. That's like... 
I don't know. I, don't, I just can't see that being the case. Yeah, there's a lot of figuring yourself out, too, because when you start the stream originally, you have like some fantasy, amazing idea. It's going to set you apart from every other uh -huh. broadcaster on this platform. And then next thing you know, it's like it kind of takes a turn. It takes a turn and it's something kind of grow into. Like I would try like if you're if you're new, I would try to polish it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Try to figure out a way of making yourself stand apart. But I would also be open to change because I know a lot of broadcasters that had a fantastic idea, but they couldn't um, pull it off or execute it that well. So when they decided to, they kind of got bored, they stuck with it. And another huge part about um, easy to start streaming hard to continuing is you have to always be evolving as a broadcaster. Yes. You got to be changing because this, what, what this platform was five years ago, what this platform was last year compared to this year, it's always consistently changing. So you need to be willing to, you know, open up, figure out how you can do what you need to do and keep pushing forward. That's so true. And you can um, use your friends for that too, both your real life friends and your friends that you make through gaming slash streaming to kind of get opinions on improvement. Um, they'll see things as viewers that you don't see as the streamer. It's kind of like why you have someone else pre proofread a paper for you. You know, they, they see your, your typos easier than you do. So kind of that same mindset um like they say you got to be willing to change um i think some a lot of times less is more especially if you're starting out like if you're really looking to boot your stream up tomorrow i would say you want to have things like stream alerts on but you don't need to have all the bells and whistles on your 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 visuals for your stream like you don't need a million different lists of things or a dozen different goals or all kinds of stuff. and and I go through that phase all the time where my community be like well why don't you do a thing and I'm like great idea and we'll add it and then I you know a month or so later look at my stream like what the what what is this? What is all this nonsense going on on stream? <laughs> and so I'll slash it all, you know, and I'll take it back to those, those that bare bones sort of look. Uh, and then we kind of do it again. But that's kind of a community thing for us. But it's, a, it's an important point because I think as a new streamer, you look at a bunch of different people, or, or maybe you should be if you're not already. Go around and look at a lot of different streamers, get a lot of different feels for styles. I would say not copy anyone directly and just, you know, take all their things. Um, but most of it's not even proprietary to us anyway, right? Like Streamlabs or Stream Elements gives a lot of different on-screen goals and doodads, widgets. There's so much bells and whistles these days. There's wheels that you can spin on screen to pick a winner. And the, you name it, there's a thing for it. Cups that fill up with bits for cheers. There's all that stuff. And uh, bit bosses, right? Oh, oh, I was a big bit bosser back in the day, man. Oh, yeah, those those came and went. There's so many trends that just come and go. I forgot about bit bosses already. Holy crap, what a blast from the past! I know, it was like last year, man. Crazy. Oh, well, I, I put I put a pit boss on because I had a streamer friend who was making a lot of money for, with his bit boss battles, right? And I was like, okay, you know, I wanna I wanna see what that's like in my stream. And it was moderately successful, not as not as much as he had going, but that's that idea. Like one person can have a, a thing that works well and maybe it won't work for you. So change, be willing to change, be willing to adapt and and learn from others, I think is a big part of it too. Oh, yeah. Learning, like taking um, aspects of other broadcasters you really like, but also staying true to yourself is going to be very beneficial. Um, definitely working on yourself every single day, trying to figure out like I, re I even nowadays I rewatch my broadcast 
And I do this thing because I don't want to leave any dead space. I want to always consistently be speaking because I want, if someone comes in and they only watch for 15 seconds, they're going to hear me talk about something that is kind of an open-ended topic. So I'm, I just go through my videos, I rewatch. An, another huge thing that Kyle talked about was listen to what your friends say. And But one of the hardest things to do in this profession is when you listen to your friends because it's a representation of you. A lot of people get very, very upset when their friends are like, yeah, I really like this, but you know, like I think you could do this better. And a lot of people get really upset when they hear that. So you got to be open to take um, take certain things with a grain of salt or figure out some way you can work with it in order to do better. Because a lot of people kind of have that, like they don't want to be helped. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird profession for sure. It's a weird, it's a weird career, I guess. Yeah, it literally is. It's, it's so weird. It's, um, it's, it's like acting plus being an IT expert plus like a dozen other career, you know, audio engineer, videographer, all of these things in one. Uh, but, uh, but none of those actually do community management really, you know, not, not in the way that we have to do it. Right. Cause, cause then you also have to be managing your Twitch chat and possibly your discord, which I would highly recommend everyone has. Um, everyone can do with that differently, but you know, you want some other platforms too. So it's, it's a lot, and uh, I, I, I think the next point here is being consistent in our list, which when I set, when I wrote this down, I, I meant it and still mean it as being consistent with your schedule, being consistent with when people can expect to find you, being consistent with making sure you actually keep turning your your screen on or your stream on. Sorry, not your screen. Your screen better be on too. But uh, <laughs> there, I'll see a lot of people that you know start up and they go, "Well, <sighs> didn't find that success." Okay. I quit. And then like, oh, you know what? A, a week later, I, I'm actually back, everybody. I'm going to stay. I'm going to go really hard. I'm going to be, we're going to do this seven days a week now. And they go really, really hard for too, too hard. And they go, okay, you know what? That didn't work again. I'm done. And so there's people that have that like start stop mentality. And, and that's kind of what I intended with saying oh. be consistent. Um, that's huge the the start stop mentality is absolutely crazy here a lot of people like to go absolutely like to the wall with it man mm -hmm. and then they like realize like oh you know and the thing is, is i mean i i grew pretty consistently i had internet problems i still do have internet problems right now i am trying to stick to a schedule but i used to stream whenever but that's because I was networked and I already have built myself and people knew that like if they're online, you know, I'd be online like every day just at random times. And then I but I've really have seen most of my growth recently for like at least for like partnership because I was like 12 o'clock, eight o'clock. Be here these days. Do not deter from it and make sure that you keep your day off, too, because that is actually needed. Oh yeah, that gosh, that's a whole other area to get into that I I actually take a, an unpopular stance to, uh, which is going to be a fun one to talk about later. I very much believe mm -hmm. in days off. I very much believe in that. But I, I believe in pre-scheduled days off. But but the one that my chat and I had a conversation about, they're like well, mental health days, and like be careful with those as a Twitch streamer because. Uh, Remember, this is not a nine to five. You don't get a paycheck if you take a day off every week. So be careful <laughs> with your random spontaneous mental health days. But make sure, again, note that I never said in the start of the episode about streaming seven days a week. Limit yourself three to five days at most. 
Seven days, very high burnout rate from that. And I think I told you, Nate, one day off air that I used to know a streamer that would do a ton of 24-hour streams. It felt like every weekend he was doing a 24-hour stream. And I don't know how that guy lived through it. Like, whew, that is above and beyond the call of duty. And he doesn't stream anymore. So I'm guessing it took its toll is my thinking. I, oh, so many people do that. They They think like... Well, I mean, in 24 hour streams are kind of like the gamer Super Bowl on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people like to watch those things, but it it does take a lot out of you and you see little in um, return because you're not performing your best. You're not being as energetic because, you know, maybe you are energetic for the first eight hours, but then, the, you know, the next whatever amount of hours you have, it's just like you're you're drained and you're not, you know, being happy and stuff. That's why I do like, I, that's why I say four hours minimum. And, but like, it just really depends. I want you like, you need to grow into it for sure and figure out what's your, what's your energy level and how you keep it. Cause that burnout's real. And that's why like, I had to force myself to keep those days. <laughs> like, like I'm like Mondays are my day off. And then I have to force myself to make sure I take those days off because it's super easy as a broadcaster, especially when you get to that level of having a really active chat, because you could stay online forever. <laughs> if there's people in there talking, you could be there forever because it's super fun. It's enjoyable. I love it. Um, so you do need to make sure that you try to stick to us or adhere to a schedule and you keep those days off, be consistent, have a discord, be there talking, making sure you're connecting with people. Same thing with Twitter, same thing with, if you want to branch on Instagram or anything, you just want to make sure you have a, a schedule because that's going to be like the base foundation and people are always going to know when you're going to be there. And it's, it's just the start of everything. That is so true. And, uh, you know, we said consistency and and I thought you brought up a great point for consistency earlier, which was being consistent in your energy level and how much you're chatting too. We all will have those moments where we have some dead space, um, intentional or otherwise, or I'd say they're rarely intentional, but the game sometimes demands something of you. If you're a game streamer, there are every once in a while pieces of content that you just will not be able to multitask. Like um, for us in Elder Scrolls Online, there are some nasty boss fights that uh, I I sit there and I go, I'm sorry, chat. I'm sorry. I I, I just, I can't, you know, because, because it demands that level of you. But when you are when you are just, you know, doing the, the the mundane stuff in the game or you're just having time where you can chat, you do want to consistently be talking and reading chat. Personal turn off of mine to go into a, a streamer's thing and they are not reading their chat. It's what gets oh. me to leave the fastest. I kind of play this mental game of like, okay, Kyle, that's felt like a while. Yeah, it really seemed like a weird long time. They haven't read that message. Uh, okay, now let's watch the clock. Oh boy, five minutes have passed. Okay, uh, 10 minutes. Okay, well, um, I've got other people I wanted to check in on today, so I'm just going to dip out of there. And that's how you kind of lose viewers and most won't stay around that long I'm, my mental game is the one that keeps me there the longest to check in but i think most people give you what two minutes at best maybe yeah I, like I, even that's at best like some if you're not rifling off talking about topics they're interested in or if you know because that's one thing like even i because i'm more of a viewer than kyle is like oh, yeah. i love i live on twitch like th- i don't do anything else you got this is my life everything that involves around twitch or gaming or you know this industry is my life 
And that's one thing is like, if I go into a broadcaster's channel, I usually, I still go into a lot of people in RESO directory as Mm -hmm. one of my second accounts. I go in, I say, Hey, I see what the chat's rolling, what the chat's talking about, how active the streamer is with their chat, how fast the reading chat. And I kind of determine if I want to stay or not. So I think it's a, a super, a super big thing to kind of look at. And it's, um, and then it just, it's one of those things. I just want to make sure they're talking. The conversations are good. Even if there is no one talking in chat, as long as a streamer is talking about some random thing, chances are I'm going to chime in and just start talking about it. Did I hear you say you have a second account that you watch people on? Yes, I do. Oh, ooh, spicy. I do some, uh, I do investigating before I, because the thing is, is especially in this directory now, and it's going to be huge when I get the partner check here very soon, is when you go into a broadcaster's channel and you have the partnership check, people are going to be like, oh yeah, it's a partner. So they act a completely different way. Just like when I come in and now everyone knows like, oh, gnarly Nate, I come into someone that I've never seen before. I like to see how they act before I come in with my other account. Mm, very good point. Very good point. I'm I, I and, and as Nate pointed out, I am full admission here. I'm not so much of a Twitch watcher. Never have been. I'm like those YouTubers that say actually Linus is one of those too. We, we share a mutual love for Linus. Well, so I'll, I'll probably pull him out here and there to discuss things. But like Linus is an anti YouTuber that YouTubes and I'm like a, a, a non Twitcher that or non Twitch viewer that Twitches. <laughs> so that's kind of the funny thing we can kind of bring together to in this channel or this is I'm sorry, in this podcast to talk about different levels of, of uh, you know, attentiveness to the, to the platform. Because that's something that's it's a whole other debate, too, that some of your viewers just are not naturally Twitch viewers. So you kind of learn to accommodate that in a different way, too. You kind of learn some people only come around once every couple months or things like that. So those are so many other big cans of worms. But this ties into our kind of next and almost final talking points because mm-hmm. we've got about 15 minutes left in this episode. Building trust with viewers. Uh, a lot of viewers have game loyalty, and I'd say the lesser, rarer, and more sought-after parts of your community are loyal to the streamer, meaning they're they're a fan of you, not so much the game. Uh, or, I mean, they're probably a fan of both, but one will follow you everywhere. That's the latter we talked about. The other will only stay within their own directory. So, what do you, any thoughts on those people, that, that kind of dichotomy there, Nate? Anything? Absolutely, because... Um building building trust with your viewers is a huge thing mm-hmm. and there's brand loyalties massive now that's like the whole topic with like youtube d live mixer twitch and who's going to go who's not going to go there's a huge brand loyalty thing and also it's because you build a relationship with your audience and what happens when you build that relationship with their audience they know this is the platform they love to come here this is where they're going to go because there's actually a funny statistic is um, most adult people or even like younger people, once you get, you know, young adults, you only travel to only like a five, like a handful of places, like five or six places to eat, to shop. You you routinely go there because you build a habit. That's where you go. That's what you do and stuff along those lines. So there, there's a whole bunch that goes on with the with the platform side of thing and building trust. But they build trust with you also. If you're going to be, this ties in with the last, uh, with being consistent. If you're going to be there every single day at 12 o'clock to 8 o'clock, 
if you're going to be, you know, my, well, my schedule, um, if you're going to be there, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever schedule you decide to pick, the thing is you build trust with your audience. You build trust with the community, you build trust with the people that watch you every single day. They're like, yes, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go hang out. This is the community I'm a part of. I'm going to go in there every single day, hang out during these times. And it's super big is building that trust with your viewership. So that way you can have them come at the time. They're going to know you're reliable. They know that you're going to be there and they know that they can rely on you. And that's like part of the building the trust. Gosh, it's so, so, so important. And, and we kind of also talked about um, earlier on. And the, these, these again, are, are conversation starters is why we, we picked these uh, to talk about the episode. You know, things that you need to be prepared for when you're getting into it. Because the large one that we'll talk about probably again when it comes to picking some good games to play or like deciding what areas you want to hone in on is that people like to kind of like you to keep playing the same game or at least the same genre that you're in. Um, that's part of that consistency right like you mm-hmm. if you stay in one game directory you there's there's huge advantages to that you learn who the other streamers are and can make friends with them that means you guys can share some community members and they you know probably have really good things to say about you and you have good things to say about them just like nate and i you know our communities are, are very shared and that goes for many of the eso streamers that we are interact with on a daily basis there are advantages where some games have partner programs within themselves, like ESO does. We have a stream team and all that. Um, you know, there's so many numerous advantages to staying in one spot, um, and but probably that they that also does come with a downside of burnout. You know, playing the same game over and over and over for a year can be very hard on you mentally. Not not many people, I think, play the same game for a year straight with little deviation, and yet your viewers do expect that of you for the most part um even it, it might be the un it might be the elephant in the room the thing that's never talked about or discussed and you may actually see a lot of people say the opposite but from personal experience usually the lesser like a smaller uh, group of your your viewing will actually go with you to a different game unless you find one that most of your audience just madly loves and then they might be over there with you too and i i found that in the sims for example so you also had one of those games recently didn't you nate yeah. Um, well, the thing is, is I'm very thankful that I started in variety mm-hmm. and I, you know, because I launched up, I was already hitting partner numbers before I had occurred Internet issues. And then then, you know, I kind of lost my whole following because I wasn't there on the times, so had to change a bunch of stuff and then restart. And then I went to this directory. So one thing I learned with the, the whole, you know, building the trust and everything along those lines is. You build the trust of the community. They really like you as whatever. You do have, like, I'd say a certain percentage definitely does fall off. But if you play a game that is a lot like the game you, you're you playing now, like I played Plague's Tale, which was a medieval game that has to do with the plague and is kind of like the fantasy horror type. And a lot of people came over and watched because it was kind of in the same genre that we we're playing, you know, Elder Scrolls Universe and like medieval all kind of go together. So I've had a lot of success with that. And that's the thing is you definitely and we're going to definitely go over this convert or this topic here in the near future for our podcast with choosing what games to play. But this is a um, that's what you got to do. It's it still builds in with the trust with the audience and figure out what you need to do. But you also need to figure out how you can incorporate or see who's going to stay. It's, it's all risk and gamble for the most part. 
So, 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 so true. I, it's, that, that's the entirety of Twitch, I guess, is, is risk and gamble, like you said very eloquently there. That's a, that's a great way to put it because it is, it is exactly that. You know, you're going to make small moves every day that either put you a step forward or a step back, and that's not uncommon. It is very hard on a platform like Twitch to make pure straight moves forward. There are always going to be little deviations here and there, and that's why there should be no real shame in trying out a different game. I, I did that recently i tried to make uh go back to minecraft for a minute when i was bored with eso my community hated that they unanimously um most all of them other than the small subset really didn't like that and that was just a clear tell i did it for like two or three days and i was like okay cool we're going back you know i get it it's not a thing we can manage this time it's not even something that i'm that dedicated to so you need to make these little experiments and not beat yourself up over if they ever backfire um there's always room to go forward with that so again, if you're someone out there listening to this and you're looking to start your stream up here really soon, I think go with what Nate said. Try and polish everything the best you can, and especially like audio, video sort of stuff. Make sure your computer can um, actually do some... Well, make sure it can stream effectively, and you can test that via... Twitch has a bandwidth tool. Um, you can just search Twitch bandwidth test, and it'll get you in there. You could actually stream, or you could create a dummy account. I've seen people do that, too. They'll stream to a dummy account, like a little set uh, secondary, and test out their stuff there. That's a good way to do it. But uh, just get out there. Don't don't overdo it with any sort of browser plugins or anything like that just to start. Don't, don't get too in the weeds with that sort of stuff. It, it's... With Twitch, it's easy to look at someone that's been established on the platform for five years and go, man, I need all of that stuff. And I even look at myself now and I'm like, I need to trim the hell out of my panels below my stream because I'm like, most of them are things that people have asked me for recently. So they serve a purpose, but I'm like, I want to cut the clutter. So if you're kind of looking to do it, get in without, don't don't go too deep into it. Just, just start out, learn from you know the first step you take. You'll, you'll figure some things out along the way. This is basically going to call it quits for this episode because, boy, do we have a lot to talk about in the next coming weeks. Yeah, there's that's that's the hardest part about this. Um, anyone that's watching right or listening right now is there's so much we could just go on about <laughs> and we're trying to hold it so you guys can have a little bit more. So it's I get to the point where I got to reel myself yeah. back in before going on a tangent. Right. That's exactly it. So we want to keep these about an hour for you guys each episode, and they'll be coming out weekly. I I, I haven't fully determined um, what day of the week we we launch these ones on. These might come out on, I don't know, Wednesdays maybe with my the way my schedule works. If I do them on Wednesdays, that'd give me enough time to like actually uh, polish them up and put them out on those days. So that might be when we look at doing this one, um, putting it up there. But uh, just so you guys know... Uh, we're doing our best to give you as much information concisely. If you have any questions, though, feel, feel free to email us. Uh, I think I have one set up for the show, but I'm going to say generically right now, Studios at gmail.com. These will all be in your podcast show notes, all the links we're about to, to promote for you guys. But uh, we'll, we're going to do our best to kind of keep them concise, keep them one size fits all. But if you have questions about anything we asked or have a specific concern, let us know. And we kind of give them an outlook of what's coming on here in the future. But uh, working on community, 
Uh, there's, we're going to tackle some of those hard issues around moderation and, you know, uh, getting rid of some bad actors in, in your community. It's a thing you'll have to deal with, something that scares a lot of people, but it's part of Twitch. It's nothing to be, uh, you know, to worry too much about. Like we said, picking a game of your, your choice, uh, what you like versus what performs well on the platform. Choosing what streaming service to work on, because we started this off by saying there's about four big players out there right now. So, you know, choosing the one for you is, is a good idea. And what you're going to settle with. Uh, checking. Oh, oh, there's the idea of, of, of getting onto teams and things like that. Whew, so many charities, bots, all kinds of stuff. Nate, we got a lot to do, man. Look at that. I know. I'm really excited. Oh, but the best thing you can do right now is we all start somewhere. Don't be overwhelmed. Take it easy. You guys got this. We will try to give you... Bestow as much knowledge as we have uh, occurred over our combined time on this platform. So we'll try to give you the best information we can get you. Excellent. And Nate, why don't you start off? Tell the people where they can go find you on Twitch and any other platforms you want to promote. Perfect. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate. And that's G-N-A-R-L-Y underscore N-A-T-E. I'm also, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook under the um, at of gnarly with no underspace TTV, gnarly Nate TTV. Very good. Very good. Uh and then again, like I said, all these will be in the things below. So shoot, shoot me these in a, in a, in a message to Nate. So I'll copy paste. No them. problem. Won't mess them up for you. I'm over twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster studios. Uh, pimp out the Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash Kyle Dempster STU because they have a character limit. So I'm just Kyle Dempster stew. I've had people ask me what the hell the stew stands for. If that's like my middle name, I'm like, <laughs> no. And also finally, uh, Discord, uh, I'm sorry, discord.gg forward slash KDS. You can find me there. Um, and also Nate's hanging around there too. So lots of places to find us all across the internet. Again, I think at the, at the, at the current time, these are going to come out on Wednesdays. So if you want to subscribe, uh, that's probably when you can expect these. We'll let you know if we decide to change that schedule based on anything, but we're recording them Sundays and then probably going to publish on Wednesdays. So I think without further ado, we let you guys go. I hope you enjoyed your first episode of the Path to Partner podcast. Again, shoot us an email, cloudemsterstudios at gmail.com. If you have a topic you want us to tackle or advice you need given, be happy to take a look at that for you. Nate, thank you, sir, for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. I'm very excited to uh, to, to have this whole kind of partnership going on. This is long overdue oh, for us. I know. Absolutely. I just can't wait to dig in. I'm trying not to give as many details. So I'm trying to like pull myself back, but I'm really excited for this. So I can't wait to see you guys next week. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you guys a lot of new information you guys have a great rest of your week see you next time bye bye